grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, I ask the question today. Do you trust God? Do you trust him? Indeed, in this world, there are times when maybe our trust begins to waver, right? Maybe it's something as simple as you, you took your car in to get it repaired, and you knew it was going to be kind of expensive to start with, but then you got the phone call that it was done, and maybe it was twice what you had expected to pay. You thought, oh, how can I deal with this. Maybe something more intense. Maybe it was that you had a, a, a loved one, a son or a daughter who's uh, gone astray, and you're just beginning to find out about that. And you say, how can I cope with this? See, we have these wonderful promises from the Bible, don't we? We have the promise that God will work everything for our good as long as we continue to, to believe and trust in him but maybe you woke up this morning you looked around at your present life and and you said to yourself how is this good how are are things working for my good i i don't quite understand i i don't get it Maybe for you, or a loved one, you're, you're kind of, you know, trapped in the daily grind right now. Oh, you, you know what that's like. I, I kind of know what that's like. For a, a while, I took a, a job working in a potato chip factory. And I thought, oh, anyone could do that, right? You just pick up these little light bags of potato chips and you stick them in a box and you tape the box closed and you put this light box full of potato chips on a, a pallet and anybody can do that. It will be easy. And dear friends, I, I have to tell you, by the end of about six hours of a, a shift, my, my forearms started to lock up. And really, by the end of the day, I was you know pinching boxes between just my forearms because my hands didn't work anymore. And then I'd go home and my wife would have to ice my forearms and put heat on my forearms so I could get them working again. And just I was thinking about recovery. So I get up and do it again the next day. Oh, potato chips are so light. That'll be easy. For me, that was kind of a dark time to tell you. Maybe you're there right now. Maybe you have friends and neighbors that are kind of in that same situation. You're, you're looking at the promises that God has, that he's going to work all things together for your good, that he loves you so much that he sent his son to die on the cross for your sins. And you're saying, how does this affect me today in the here and the now? I don't feel like I'm making it. That bill from the mechanic, it, it's put me over the edge. That, that loved one I had that, that's going astray, they're driving me crazy. I don't know how to get through my job. How 
Is it working together? And yet we have those great narratives from the scripture about people who face similar circumstances, but they made it through. I was thinking today about Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego. No, they were basically, you know, three teenage boys who had been taken out of their country. They had been made into slaves and they were having a bad time, weren't they? Can you imagine losing everything you have? Right, you lose the war to China. No, China comes and takes us all to be slaves in China. You're living in this foreign country. You're having to do work that you don't want to do. And, you know, you're just a, a young person. You're having a bad day, right? And the, the emperor made this decision. He's going to build a golden statue of himself. And he calls out, you know, when the, the, the veil comes off the golden statue, everybody is going to bow down. And they're going to worship the statue of me. And there I'll, I'll be standing by my statue and I'll look out and all these people will be bowing down. And won't that be excellent? You know, he said to himself. And Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, they made the decision. They said, hey, we're supposed to only worship God. And so the time came and, and the emperor unveils the statue and he's looking out. And, hey, there's... Three people over there not bowing. They, they stuck out, right? Like the, the proverbial sore thumbs, right? The emperor could easily see they're, they're not bowing down. And he became so angry, we're told that he, he instructed his men to heat the torture furnace to seven times as hot as it had ever been. No, a double, it, it, it wasn't enough. Right? It specifies, you know, you're going to heat it seven times hotter than it's ever been. And we're going to throw those guys inside. And then, who's going to be laughing? Ha, ha, ha. See? And they're going through a very difficult circumstance, aren't they? And we can imagine maybe the, the night before, you know, that they're a little bit fearful. They're a, a little bit concerned. They, they don't know exactly what's going to take place. And in fact, when they stand before the emperor, they, they say, you know, almighty oh, oh, emperor, we don't know for sure if our God is going to save us, but we want to tell you, he can. See? He can do it. It's maybe just like, like you and I at times, right? You know, you're, you're sitting there saying, how, how am I going to pay this bill? I, I don't know if God's going to do something special, but he can do it. I have a, a, a loved one who's gone astray, and I, I don't know if anything miraculous is going to happen in that person's life, but let me tell you, God can do it. That's how they responded, right? And, and so the emperor gives the order. He has them thrown into the furnace. We're told that the furnace was so hot that some of his own guards were overcome trying to accomplish the task. They're trying to get these three guys in the furnace. Some of his guards were just wiped out. It was so hot. 
And yet there, Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, they're able to stand in the fiery furnace. We're told that there was one as like unto the Son of Man in the furnace with them. Our Lord and Savior with his sustaining power kept them from harm. They, they didn't even have a little hair on their eyebrow get singed. You know, God with his power kept them in the grace and they were okay. No, dear friends, uh, again, we imagine our own circumstances, you know, when, when I, I, I get that you know, extra bill from the auto mechanic, it's not nearly as bad as going in the fiery furnace, right? And yeah, maybe the, the, the effort, the fear that I have over a, a, a loved one, you know, that's a, a, a lot more isn't it? But still, it's not quite as if I'm going to be sacrificing my life because I stood up for my principles. You see, those people in the Bible, they had it tough at times. They experienced things that are way above and beyond what most of us experience every day. And yet they stood Firm, didn't they? And yet there were costs at times. They continued to have that attitude within their hearts. That I I don't know for sure what's going to happen, but God can do it. God can sustain me with his power. God can help me get through difficult days. God can walk beside me the whole way, holding my hand in his, carrying me at times if I need it. God can do it. And dear friends, that's why we've come out today once again, isn't it? Because God can do it. Now, I've I've asked this question, perhaps uh, of you, and I'm going to ask it once more uh, again today. You know, if your life was perfect, you know, your, your dad was wealthy and he passed his wealth down to you and, you know, you were born with the, that, you know, silver spoon in your mouth and you never want it for anything in material terms. Your health has always been perfect and you haven't had a cold, you know, for the last 20 years and not your kids are all wonderful and everything at home is always so great. Does anyone ever come to you for help or advice. Now, when people see someone like that in their community, it's like, hey, I'm afraid to even share a complaint with that person, right? Because they have all the money that they need and they're always in perfect health and their kids are always wonderful. And I'd be afraid to you know, share any problems I was having. I don't know if I even want to talk to that person. 
Because my life doesn't seem to measure up to where they are. See? But dear friends, how often has someone come to you to ask for help or advice when they know you've gone through it before? They can come and they can say, you know what, I I know that you dealt with cancer. And now I've got the call. How did you do it? And they come and they say, you know, I I know one of your children, one of your loved ones went astray for a time. And now I'm starting to deal with that kind of same thing. How did you make it? How did you sleep that night when you knew that stuff was going on? How did you keep going to church when it seemed like everything was falling apart and it just was all turning black? How did you continue a relationship with the Lord when it seemed as if not all things were working together? How did you make it through? You see, dear friends, when you've gone through that deep water, when, when it's been you yourself that had to stand when everybody else, it seemed, was bowing down, when, when it was you that was facing the fiery furnace, you see, it's then that God can begin to use you in other people's lives, right? But may I have to be the first to to put up my hand and say, I I don't really like that that much, you know? We'd maybe have the easy route if we could. We'd maybe have the, the good times always if that's what we could get. But when the Lord comes and he says he's working all things together for your Good. He's also talking about your personal ministry, isn't he? He's talking about you facing trials and tribulations so that you can help others with the comfort that you yourselves have received. Oh. Okay, I kind of like that idea that I can comfort others. Okay, like that. But that I have to go through hard times, that I have to face trials and tribulations so that I can be softened and I can have empathy for people who go through those same kinds of things. I don't want to do that. I don't want to. But yet in our personal ministry, for the sake of our ability to share Christ with others, those things happen to us as well, don't they? And that really is the purpose. So when someone at the end of their rope comes to ask you, how did you do it? That you can say, Christ was with me. How did you make it through when your dad passed away? Jesus held my hand. He carried me at times when maybe I couldn't make it through myself. 
How did you face it when the doctor said you have cancer? Jesus sustained me with his power. He walked beside me through the difficult appointments and the hard days that I had to face. He held me carefully in his arms. He gave me a sense of peace in the midst of that turmoil. How did you handle it when that loved one went astray? When you got the call that maybe they were going to jail, that they had done some terrible things even. What did you do? I turned to my Savior. I prayed to him every night for that loved one that I cared for so much. I prayed every night for 20 years that they could turn around again. And the Lord saw me through. You see, dear friends, those are the testimonies that the world still needs to hear. And those are the testimonies that you and I are able to give if we but continue to trust. If we but continue to walk hand in hand with our Lord. If we will but continue to serve him in the midst of seemingly impossible situations. Dear friends, the Lord does love us so very much. He loved us so much that he sent Jesus, our Savior, to go through terrible, difficult, trying circumstances, to even be crucified upon a cross so that you and I could live. And as we follow in the steps of our Savior, we also will face bitter persecution at times. We also will face trying circumstances on various occasions. And when we are tried, And when we come through those storms, we have a purpose and we have a testimony to be able to share that sustaining power of our Lord with others. Amen. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen.